and welcome back to Glitter Budget with your hosts, Anjanette and Jess. And we are continuing Buffy <laughs> Season 5. It's one of my favorite seasons. <laughs> yeah. So You good? No. All right. This is, well, I don't know. I distinctly remember this season, like, more vid- vividly than any other season watching it growing up. I don't know why. I definitely remember watching it live because I remember going into school the next day and somebody had missed it and asked me what happened and me just like flipping out, hating how it ended. Like was not satisfied with the ending whatsoever. And also of the se- of the season. Yeah, and also oh thinking God. that it was like how it ended ended like that was going to be it. There was going to be no more seasons. Yeah, so I, I remember was like that's fucking dumb. I remember watching it live, um, like the whole season, but also. When it when it ended, like I didn't obviously want it. I didn't want it to end, but I was okay with it ending the way it did in a way. Um, I don't know, but I it didn't end. Like they, there was like a the WB stopped being a thing, and it turned into the CW. Right, and they. Buffy had to switch stations, I guess. So she went from, the series went from being on the WB to being on UPN. I guess there was probably a risk that they weren't, like, I don't pick it up. Right? Yeah, there was, like, a, a contract issues or whatever. So a lot of people thought that it was the end. And it wasn't until, I don't know if they really made it public before it ended or not too long after it ended like hey no Buffy's coming back so then when they were doing promos for Buffy coming back like she was being resurrected on a new station and everything like that uh-huh. and she literally was being resurrected yeah I don't know I just like I I just I don't know I don't know why like as a youngin I didn't like the way that it was ended or what I thought how they were ending it but I have, like, a better appreciation for it now. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, I like the season. It's definitely not one of my favorites. I don't know. I, I think I'm just partial because, like, I really... I vividly remember watching this on TV. So yeah. I think, like, I, I have a tendency to be partial to um, something that I, I see first or I'm introduced to first or whatever. I don't know why. But... This marks the uh, introduction, like this season marks the introduction of Dawn, a new character. And a lot of people, a lot of Buffy fans hate Dawn. Like violently hate Dawn. I do remember watching season five. I must have missed a season or two or something like growing up. I don't think I watched it. As they were airing. Because mm-hmm. I do remember, how did I miss that she had a sister this whole time? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so the first couple episodes, I was like, what? Did she? What? She, did, she, did she always have a sister? And then they explain it real quick. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, yes, I do remember thinking that. of like, how the fuck did I miss that? What I think is kind of funny is that um, this wasn't. So the first episode of season five is Buffy versus Dracula. Hilarious. Awesome episode. Um, they, <laughs> that episode was in Australia. It, that was aired as the last episode of season four. Oh, really? So they had to wait oh, at least three months or whatever. They had to wait so many months to find out what the fuck is going like she's got a sister now what the hell because at the end of that episode it's just like the very last scene of the episode um so it's after dracula is vanquished or whatever and buffy's back home and she's like oh you know thinking about going to the movies with riley or whatever and joyce is like well why don't you take your sister and then they both just like mom Mom. (laughs) end of episode and you're just like the fuck so i can only imagine people in australia being like 
That actually is kind of a cool way to end it, though. Yeah. Like, it definitely leaves on a cliffhanger. It definitely does. And I think, cause I think it was Restless was the, the last episode of season four. Like, it is kind of like an oddball episode. It doesn't necessarily, like, tie a lot of things up. It's a, it's a has a lot of dream sequences, a lot of um, random kind of messages. Yeah. Which they they hark back to a lot throughout this season like they they reference uh little miss muffet aka dawn right uh so like faith says like little miss muffet coming in from like seven like uh dropping in from 730 or something like that and glory references saying like honor tuffet and stuff like that so like they throughout this season they make mention of things that were said in that episode yeah there was a lot of like i think i'd mentioned before it's a lot of foreshadowing yes like if you're really paying attention as things start to unfold of them like remembering that episode and what happened them going back and mentioning yeah that episode kind of like you said tying everything together a little bit it was it was some very tricky but heavy foreshadowing i think yes what was going to happen yeah so not like outright foreshadowing where it's like but it Obviously, the kind of stuff you you would see and remember in a dream. Hmm. But yeah, so like I I feel like this would that would have been a decent end to season four. But it's I also love the way that it starts in season five because yeah. she like is finally introduced to Dracula. She's like, get out! <laughs> I think he's like so frustrated that she's like not scared or enamored or like yeah. She's like, this is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But Dracula is the second vampire to bite her that's right yeah the first no third vampire third because it was the master and then it was angel yeah and then dracula and i always thought like and even rewatching a couple times that the way the season five started and then the way that like where it went was didn't like mesh up i thought it was really like weird there's a lot of stuff that happens in season five, which I think is why I like it so much. So you really like this is the season where it's revealed for sure, for sure that uh, Spike is in love with Buffy. You still got like the remnants of Riley and the initiative that I just like I said, I wasn't a fan of that storyline to begin with. Mm-hmm. So it was like. This is over now. Move it on. Yeah. No, we're still going to keep dragging this out. Cool. All right. So, like, Riley is no longer in the initiative. Uh, he had, like, the behavioral modification chip taken out of him. And so he's dealing with being, like, a regular Joe Schmo. And um, also, funny thing that was that happened in that first episode, Buffy versus Dracula, is, like, it's, like, one of the few times that you see all of the couples acting normal. Like they're having it. They're at it. They're at the beach. Right. Yeah. So it's Buffy and Riley. It's Willow and Tara. It's Xander and Anya, and they're all just like chilling out at the beach, just having like a couple's day. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of nice. You never see it again, <laughs> but it's nice. I think it's just kind of like a kind of reminds you that you know they do in between you know, the chaos and stuff like that do leave normal lives, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, because there's, like, a good chunk of time that we don't see, you know, in between seasons and stuff. They allude to, like, how much time has passed. So you can yeah. only assume within that time they're just doing normal couple things. <laughs> so I think it just kind of... It's just it's nice seeing, like, everyone having a little bout of normalcy before, you know, shit hit the, hits the fan before Dracula comes and all that kind of stuff. So... It's revealed that Dawn is her sister, and you find out later on in this season that she is actual, actually a mystical key uh, forged by monks, and she is supposed to be hidden away um, where the Slayer can protect her to keep her away from Glory, the big bad for season five. Glory is a god. Um fallen from grace <laughs> she was kicked out by other gods because she was so much of a cunt 
she was she got so powerful and <laughs> and she's kind of a cunt. I fucking hate her. That I love Glory. Everybody loves love Glory. Her. I hate her. I don't hate Dawn. I understood in the beginning, like she was the epitome of a teenager, so she was portrayed appropriately. Yeah. Um, so I don't understand why people are all like man about it. Like she's a fucking teen. Like get over it. She's fourteen years old. She yeah. was actually originally supposed to be twelve. And they kind of didn't change a lot of her lines from being a 12-year-old. Right. So that is kind of why she sounds so whiny and teenager-y is because she's a teenager. It's what they do. So props. Who has an older sister that's the slayer. Yeah. It gets a lot of attention. So, like, younger siblings in general are always trying to, like, bug their older sibling and they always kind of feel like well a lot of the time they feel like they're in their older sibling's shadow and especially in this instance we're taking real life circumstances and they're putting them in these like imaginary scenarios of you have the slayer and she just has this regular old joe schmo younger sibling that's what everyone believes yeah and she's so gotta, she's gotta be whiny props to the writing and the acting why you think that she is so detestable i do <laughs> i do love how they're like there's me a couple memes that i've seen where it's just like you, know, you can't hear a picture and it's just a picture of dawn like get out get out get out get out <laughs> yes like yeah i can hear it too <laughs> yes you yes you can but there are a lot of teenagers that would scream that for real things yep so i don't like i said i didn't mind her and i think her character like she doesn't she's not as bad as the seasons go on Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's just like you can if you don't detest her and you actually pay attention to like her character development she starts to mature and you can kind of see they done more seasons where she probably would have gone and they do continue to develop her character obviously in the comic books yeah that actually um you find out that dawn actually has a crush on xander and it's kind of apparent in the series yeah yeah but they actually end up together in the comic books. That's weird. It's weird until you think about... Well, it is. I think it is weird. But the age difference is not that bad. Because he's only four years older than she is. I four or five. Yeah. But um, obviously they look like there's a much bigger gap between Nicholas Brendan yeah. and Michelle Trachtenberg. But I, I guess think, the I age know. difference is not that bad and it was well after she was legal <laughs> well that's good that they that's got a nice together change of pace. yeah angel no, but i just I, I don't know i i always think those things are just weird because that like brotherly sister kind of dynamics like already been set yeah that i think that's the part that i find weird yeah. it's like i we always kind of but from don's point of view she she always she did have a crush on him i would just think from xander's point of view that would be weird it, yeah, yeah. Like, I viewed you as, like, a little sister, and now we're dating. Yeah, no, nah, it's fucking creepy. But whatever. Um, people have, like, weird stepbrother, stepsister fantasies, so maybe that's something. I don't know. It's gross. but It is. Anyway, uh, so you find out that she was just kind of inserted into everyone's lives, the monk's made her they gave everyone memories, memories. like a lot of really powerful magic when you think about it yeah so it wasn't just putting her in human form she is just actually just a ball of energy now in human form but everyone has memories not just buffy and her mother but like all of the friends like they all like um uh willow is viewed as like the f- as aunt willow essentially to dawn and she kind of takes on like that. She does take on that that aunt role of like, you know, she's a kid. Like she just go easy on her. Like she's not, and it's not easy having the Slayer as the big sister and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And Buffy's always like very hard on her and whatnot. And Joyce looks at her as the baby. Because she is. Because she is, and we all know that babies are best. Wow. All right. What? You're just bitter because you're the older one. Maybe. Yeah, you are. Well, 
Anyway, um, so you have the real, the second episode of the series is, of this season is The Real Me, and that's where you see Harmony um, trying to cut it as a gang leader. Again, not a huge fan of Harmony, like just in general. I don't hate her. Kind of think she's pointless. I don't like her. She didn't. I'm just like, why are you here? What are you contributing to this aside for being Spike's weird plaything? Comedic effect. I didn't find her that funny. I aside for the fight between her and Sander, that was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. But anyway, so what I find kind of cool is that one of her minions is played by Tom Lank, who later on goes on to play Andrew. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yep. How did I not notice that? I don't know. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. But it's very distinguishable. Like, even under all the vampire prosthetics and makeup yeah. and everything, like, it's clearly Tom Link. Oh, shit. I'm going to rewatch that. Yeah. Damn it. But it, and his voice, too. Like, it's it's definitely Andrew. <laughs> I definitely is it, though. I just, I feel like the first, like, couple episodes, you know, you're introduced to Dawn, which obviously, like, is like the main pre- like the main vein of where the season's going, right? Of like who she really is, why the yeah. monks put her there, glory, stuff like that. But then you also have like the first couple episodes where you're still left over from last season with Riley that eventually like they end up finally splitting up. So there's just kind of like this weird like overlap where I was like, where is this going? Like what's the season actually going to be about? Well they it's just like with any other season, like you have like the main arc that the ser- the season is going over, and then you have like filler yeah. episodes. Like it just felt weird. Like I get what you're saying, and I and I that typically flows okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just I felt like it was just this really weird. Didn't feel right to me. Can't put my finger on it. I don't know. Probably just because I fucking hate Riley. It might be it, but yeah. like this is it's the beginning of the end, sort of, for uh between Buffy and Riley is that like there's the episode, the replacement, where there's some funky magic that ends up turning Xander into two different Xanders. <laughs> and the second the second Xander is actually played by Nicholas Brendan's brother, Kelly Donovan, who was always he was pretty much Nicholas Brendan's stunt double right. throughout the show. And in that episode, he he just always plays, for the most part, he plays Xander when he's not talking, except for in the scenes where, like, they're both talking at the same time. Yeah. But it's his, his twin brother that plays the second Xander. And I think at the end of that episode... Xander is finally moving out of his parents' basement and is trying to get, like, a place of his own. And uh, that's where Riley is like, you know, I love her so much, blah, 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 but she doesn't love me. Uh, That's right, yeah. You were kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's where you really start to see Riley kind of, he starts doing things to try to, in some way feel something or feel different or whatever but he goes to like vampire brothel type things not brothels but like he flop houses yeah like basically he, what they were he's there to be fed off of by vampires so he can feel something yeah i don't like that angle either i don't know I did kind of wonder, though, like, it was one of those things where if you, like, are in a relationship and you start to realize that, hey, like, I'm the one that's kind of holding this thing together. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the one that has all this love for this person. You kind of know and start to admit to yourself that, like, you know, they don't really love me the same way. Or they're not as in love with me, which, you know, kind of puts a debate. Like, if she even realized she was falling out of love with him, probably not. But, no. like, if you realize that, though, wouldn't you just fucking end it? No. No. What well, f- from his point of view or from her point of view? From his, because I'm like I said, I'm guessing that she doesn't even realize her own that she's falling out of love. You know what I mean? Like she probably doesn't even really realize that, but yeah. he knows it. Like he knows it. Well, not it. Just you could say that about anyone. 
thinking that they like you start to realize that someone's falling out of love with you you a lot of times you try to before you realize what's the healthy thing to do you try to find some way to make them care about you or make you make them fall back in love with you in some way i guess he did it in a really dumb way (laughs) he didn't yeah he he was not good at that but to be fair, there's not necess- like if someone's falling out of love with you, there's really nothing you can do to make them fall back in love with you. Yeah. Well, I don't know. There's different circumstances for every different occasion and situation and all that kind of shit. But like, for the most part, the healthy thing to do once you realize someone's falling out of love with you, falling out, yeah, falling out of love with you is like address the situation. If there's no way to fix it, GTFO. Yeah. That's I think you know, like. Xander peeing Xander and, and always every once in a while like putting kind of Buffy in her place and like giving her that perspective of it of just like hey like he's kind of the best thing that ever happened to you and like you really fucked it up and you were kind of a tool to him yeah like he was there for you when spoilers Joyce gets sick when Joyce was sick like he's helped you with Dawn like he's been through a lot too and what now that like he can't keep up with you like you always have to be the protector like you can't just let him in and like Mm-hmm. you know be there for you emotionally and, and do what the boyfriend stuff are, are supposed to do like the other part of the, what a relationship should be yeah he kind of really just pushed him out and kind of shit all over him but at that time it was too late for her to realize that and yeah he goes and flies away with his military buddies yeah so like the initiative is not what it once was it's kind of like now more like uh, a legit military group instead of like experimenting on demons and whatnot. Like they're actually there going out to different locations and neutralizing threats and whatnot. So the remaining members of his, or- his original initiative unit are like, Hey, so um, we're flying out tomorrow. You should come because you're a really good soldier we're not doing all the same shit that we were before. It would just literally, you would just be a soldier. Yeah. But fighting demons. And Riley's like, well, I can't because I have Buffy. And they're like, well, do you? What are you so still hanging on for? Riley gives her an ultimatum and Xander gives her a pep talk of like, what, you're mad that he gave you an ultimatum? Like, it wasn't even a pep talk. He was just like, it was a verbal lashing. Well, yeah. It, my pep talk was like, I guess a euphemism for like, bitch, get your head out your ass. Yep. Realize what you have or else it's going to be gone. And then the most, one of the most unbelievable parts of that episode when he leaves is the episode Into the Woods. Where he's waiting in like a parking lot and... They're supposed to be waiting, like, until a certain time. He gets in a helicopter, and the entire time before he was waiting, he was, like, looking around, looking around, looking around, gets in the helicopter, and then never looks down. Yeah. And she's there shouting, and obviously, you know, you're in a helicopter, you can't fucking hear shit. But, I don't know. I would think if you were still... Grasping for hope. Yeah. Yeah. And then he ends up having, like... Kind of like a happily ever after situation. Good for him. Good for you, Riley. Whatever. <laughs> oh my god. Your hatred for Riley is just like so misplaced. <laughs> like, I don't get it. I don't know. I just don't. I just, I don't know. I just don't like him. I just don't like him. Find him to be very annoying. He was blah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was just blah. But I do like the irony of, like we were discussing before, you know, that Angel had finally, like, put the kibosh between their relationship of, like, you deserve normal. And Buffy, like, as a teen, you know, fighting tooth and nail, like, wanting normal and just wanting to be a normal teen. And that was going to be the closest thing. Yeah. You know, initiative aside, which is not normal. It's weird. But, like, that was going to be the closest thing that she was going to grasp. Yeah. Somebody who accepted what she is and the crazy that comes with it, but still wanted to be with her. And still can't. Like, he's a, he's mortal. Yeah. Like she is, he just doesn't have superpowers, but he's as normal as normal can get for her. And he was just like, it seems like you don't want normal. Because I don't, yeah, again, like I don't think, you know, especially the older that you get and the more that you start to get in, I guess just accepting, like, this is just who you are. You know, you don't really, you start to realize, like, fighting tooth and nail that normal just isn't going to work. Yeah. You know, like, it's just not something that they're cut out for. Mm-hmm. 
is what it is, but so we're finally done with that fucking story line. <laughs> I don't know. I just, like I said, he's just blah, and he's just too goody, too sh- I just don't fucking like him. Okay. It's okay. Moving on. <gasps> anyway. <laughs> um, in this season, um, Tara is finally f- pretty formally accepted into the Scooby gang. Yeah. She's seen more regularly. It's, I think the season two where they're finally like, hey, we're a couple. Yeah. So, like, they're officially a couple. She's officially part of the Scooby gang. They've officially accepted her. They have the episode Family where... Amy Adams is in. Hey! But in that episode, she... So, Tara was always... She grew up in a very, like, repressed house. They seemed like very traditional and everything like that. And they always believed that the women in the family would like turn into demons or something like that. They were part demon. You were part demon. And like once you reached a certain age, yeah, she was going to turn. So they basically came to like bring her back home where she should be. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you really see like Willow's really strong affections for her. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just them, and I think Tula used it kind of solidifying that she is part of like their family. Yeah, they all stick up for her. Just like now, this is her choice. Because remember, like the dad was even just like you know yelling at Willow, just like this isn't your choice. She's like, I know, and like she needs to make this choice for herself. Like, but I love the way that they de- debunked the whole demon <laughs> thing because you know at this time we all know Spike has this chip in his head where he can't mm-hmm. hurt humans. So he was just like, this is ridiculous, and just whacks her right in the face. Yeah, and it hurts him, so it's like, she's human. Yeah, 100%. We're, yeah. Through and through. And it was actually like they just made up the whole demon thing because Tara's mother left her dad. Oh, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, so like there was, they just made up this whole lie about demons running in the females of the family. And um, it was just, it was nice seeing them all accept her finally. And they're like, you know, if you want her, you got to go through me. And then, and me, and me. And like, they're all lining up. And then <laughs> Tara's like. <laughs> so it was, it was cute. Yeah, but you got to notice too, like Tara, like said, throughout the, the episodes and stuff, gets more comfortable. And she starts to, you know, not have like her stutter and, and. Just is more confident with herself than the second the family mm-hmm. comes in. It's like right back to square one. Yeah. You know, but yeah, I thought I like that episode. I thought it was a good episode. And I know it was recently I was watching Angel with Fred. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Fred, the episode Fredless. And I noticed like some parallels with that, but obviously like, you know, it's a happier, yes. happier ending. But I think it kind of has that like, oh, what more fucked up parents going to come? Like, what's their lie this time? Yep. But luckily... All was good. Yeah. Um, this season also has one of my favorite episodes, Wolf for Love. And that's the episode, in the beginning of that episode, um, Buffy is kind of like bested by a regular run-of-the-mill vampire. Mm. So she finally takes an interest in that's right. previous slayers. Like, I want to study previous slayers. I want to see what like what happened. What was the thing that was different that got them killed? And she goes to Giles to be like, hey, I want to find out what's going on. And he's just like, well, a lot of watchers kind of like stop writing after their slayers are killed because their slayers are killed. killed yeah. You know? Their job is moot. <laughs> yeah. So there's not a lot on their death because it kind of like takes a huge toll on them. So. Buffy goes to Spike, who killed two slayers. Dos. And she's like trying to get information out of him and he's like so it's a it's a flashback episode, so there's like you have Angel in the episode or Angelus, Darla, Drusilla, Spike, all back in the day and telling the stories of what happened. And uh so I love the fact I love seeing more background into the character of Spike and it's in this episode where um, Spike is still wrestling with his love for Buffy 
and they have he's thinking that they're they're doing like this whole tete-a-tete like they're kind of weird dance type of thing. yeah he definitely keeps like dragging out the conversations and stuff to be able to spend more time with her mm-hmm. he finally gets to the end of that situation of that of the story and like the whole the whole deal was that like he was going to tell her the story she had to pay him so you get to the end of the story and he's like you know i'm I'm waiting for that moment where I can have a really good day, meaning when I kill you. Yeah. And I like too though, like the last by by the time it gets up to the second slayer though, they're fighting mm-hmm. and it shadows the same fight. Yeah. So I think the end of it was just like, y'all just wanna die. Yeah. It's like that's that's the thing. Like that's why the slayer dies, is because they want to. So and Buffy kind of logically, rationally has issue with that. She's like, no, that can't be it. There has to be some reason. There has to be some reason why. Some flaw in their fighting skill. Yeah. You know, some something happened during the time. I mean, kind of like with uh, the first layer, it was during the Boxer Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And I think there was some, like, an explosion or something that did for, like, a fraction of a second. Kind of, like, t- takes her distraction away. I would have to watch it again, but... It was, probably it could be a little bit of both. Like, he got the best of her, but also, main point is, they probably just wanted to stop. Right. Which, I guess that's a hard pill to swallow. Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. Nobody wants to admit that to themselves, despite the fact, again, like, so many times, she's like, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. But that thought probably never occurred to her, out loud anyway, enough to, like, where you could admit it. Yeah. That like, well, there is always one way. That's how you can give up. But she says something to Spike. She says, you're beneath me, which is something that this first woman that he loved, Cecily, said to him when he was professing his love to her back when he was human. That's such a heartbreaking scene. So Spike is like, all right, fucking done with this bitch. I'm going to go get a shotgun. And Harmony's like, um, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill the Slayer. And she's like, well, no, you're going to be like, oh, ah. And he's like, it's going to hurt for a fucking long time. But she'll be a, she'll be dead for a lot longer than that. Yeah. And so he's hell-bent on killing her. And at the end of that episode, Buffy finds out that her mom is sick. So she's on she's on the back porch just kind of like crying, upset. Spike sees her and he's just like, ah, I'm going to, wait, what's wrong? Oh, shit. <laughs> and he comforts her and he doesn't end up killing her. And you're like, damn, Spike, you in love. Yeah, pretty dumb, hard. Dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he shows like, I think, I don't know. So like later in the season, he definitely shows in pretty dramatic, I don't want to say dramatic ways, but like pretty like, I think to Buffy, finally, she starts to finally realize that, like, he actually cares about her. She, he actually starts to care about, like, what she cares about in lieu of, like, family and stuff like that. Yeah, because she keeps leaving Dawn with him. Yeah. But I think not only that, but, like, you know, later in the season is a perfect opportunity to portray them. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. Yeah. But I think in this season, you also get introduced to what will eventually be the trio you get introduced to what's his face who makes the perfect girlfriend. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was made to love you. Yeah, it wasn't Jonathan. It was um. Oh my God, Warren. Yes, Warren. I Warren. he is probably one of the worst characters ever. Yeah, he he's someone that I don't like. But I mean, they wrote him well. To he they wrote him in a way that you could just really. They dislike his, hate him. yeah, yeah, because he does some really despicable things in season six, and um, the other two just kind of go along with it because they're afraid of him. Yeah, but you really start to see him be like a shitty person in this season because he uh, he was lonely. He made like a real life sex bot, and oh, that was so weird. It was weird. But 
<laughs> because he didn't want to lose this. Uh, he ended up falling for a real person. They end up getting together. So he just abandons this real life robot who he programmed to have like um, protective feelings for him and all this kind of stuff. And he just like heartlessly leaves her. It's just like, you know, I just kind of figured that her battery would just die because it's not supposed to like it's it wasn't supposed to last this long but because he had programmed real feelings of like love and all that kind of stuff into her that kept her going yeah. until she finally realized he doesn't love me and then she dies which is like the whole thing's just so sad so he ends up like losing the girl that the real girl who actually falls for him and then like they're together mm-hmm. and she finds out about this creepy fucking robot that he left on the, like, the side of the road yeah but it was just, I don't know, the whole thing was just fucking really disturbing. But what I found even more disturbing was, like, I don't remember if it was the same episode or a different episode. You know, Spike shows up and was like, make me a Buffy bot. Yep. I was like, really? We had to go there? We had to go there with it. Okay. We went there. But. Oh, fucking weird, man. In Spike's defense, he's soulless. So he's not going to make the best decisions. Because he got rid of harmony finally yeah and now he has the buffy bot and he's off on his own he's doing his own little thing and uh it's still fucking creepy man like why'd you have to write that in why why i don't know i just think it's (laughs) it's weird because in that episode the end of that episode um before this they were dealing with Joyce being sick with a brain tumor. They thought they'd done the tumor removal surgery and everything. She seemed good to go. She's back home. And at the end of this really weird, kind of funny, but deeply disturbing episode, Joyce dies. Randomly. And the next episode, The Body, I cry every time. It's awful. And it's just everyone dealing with death and not knowing how to deal with that. And Anya's... Uh, Anya's what got me. Anya's whole speech is... Because, you know, you kind of think, like, she's not... She hasn't been human in a millennia, you know, so as a demon of, like, just not really having those kind of feelings and stuff to being thrown into this of just, you know, someone please tell me, how like, what to do and how to act. Like, she just didn't know how to handle it. Mm Mm-hmm. It just cr- it crushes me every time. Yep. Uh, but I think, like, too, it, another thing of just Buffy not being able to accept that this is just a part of life. This is what normal events happen to normal people. Yeah. It wasn't Glory, because at this point we're introduced to, to Glory mm-hmm. pretty well. So she's convinced that it was Glory, that Glory had done something to her mom. It wasn't just... Yeah. You know, and then yelling at the doctors, like, you guys told me she was fine. Like, everything was over. She was going to be safe. So I think it's just that whole dynamic, too, that always got me of just, nope, sometimes this just fucking happens. Like, you want it normal, this is what normal is. And it sucks. A lot. It sucks a lot. So, that one's always a big tearjerker. And in the following episode, Dawn is still dealing with it and tries to bring her mom back from the dead. So she, with the help of Spike, end up like getting into some deep magic, trying to bring her back from the dead. And that's where you're actually introduced to um, oh, Joel Gray's character. What the fuck is his name? He ends up being like... Yeah. Uh, he helps out in, he helps out Glory in the last episode. I just remember he's like this weird lizard guy. Yeah. Um, fucking can't remember his name. Anyway, Joel Gray plays this kind of like Creepy underground guy that you can go to if you need, like, what are you doing? I have fuzzy on my tongue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I don't know where it came from. I was just like, oh. <laughs> like, if you need, um, like, deep occult type shit, like, hard to come by stuff, you go to this guy. And they go there and he warns. He's like, you know what? What you bring back might not be who you want. Yeah, it's it never, and I think she like she goes to originally to Willow and Tara, 
you know, asking like questions about like mm-hmm. what kind of spells and, and basically like asking them like, hey, like we could do this. Like you guys are, are strong enough. And they're just like, no, 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 no. Like yeah. this is not okay. And they're like, oh, but you've used magic for this or you've used magic for that. And mm-hmm. they're just like, yeah, but there's just certain things you just don't do. But I think Willow does. Oh, Tara's mom didn't leave. She died. She's the only one that knows what it's like to lose a parent. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm dumb. But doesn't Willow inadvertently kind of like was her leaving the dorm room? Like, yeah, she pushes pulls out a book for her. Yeah, she like has a, a book come out and it's a a book on magic and raising the dead. And yeah, probably thinking that she would never. Yeah, that she would kind of like get it. some questions answered or something like that. Like, you know, satisfy her curiosity. And, uh, you know, doesn't. She <laughs> tries to raise her mom and. That's when I think Buffy and Dawn finally reconnect on a different level, too. It's like they always had someone to help take care of them, and now they have to take care of each other. Yeah. I think that's, a, that's another huge pill to swallow is that, like, Buffy, who at this point is barely legal. 20. She's 20? In this, yeah. I didn't think she was 20. I thought she was, like, 19. Now, in the previous season, she was 19, like, when she first met Riley. And then this season, there's, like, one birthday episode where she does turn 20 because Dawn runs away during that episode. Because I think it's when she finds out that she's not real, technically. I think. Possibly. Whatever. Because this would have been her second year of college. Yeah. So she would have been, at some point during the season, turning 20. She's still young. Still. Barely legal. It's debatable if she's 19 or 20. I don't know. I think she has... I think they do um, birthday episodes on the even seasons. Second, four. So two, four, and six. We'll get back to you on that. I still think she's 19. She's too young to be raising a kid. Taking over a household. Yeah, dealing with mortgage and bills and debt and all that kind of stuff. Like, So I think just normal person thrust into that situation fucking hard. Also, Slayer being thrust into that situation even harder. So I feel like there's probably a part of her, like, even though she was going to college, she still didn't know exactly like what she wanted to go for. And I think, again, there's probably a part of her that was trying to hold on to having a normal life, but a part of her, too, that realizes that like, I'm never going to have to do these normal things. It's always going to be taken care of for me because I have more important things to do. Yeah, that's why she always had, um, she had her mom do a lot of things for her. She had Giles do a lot of things for her. And that's ultimately, like, because he was planning on leaving in this season. And then when Joyce gets sick and dies, he is like, okay, I'll Gotta stay, stick around. stick around. But then... When he realizes that he she's relying on him too much, that's when he's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna leave." That in the next season, that's yeah. when he ends up leaving, and that's like what the final nail in that coffin is. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know. So you have a lot of, I guess, normal events, you know, that happen for Buffy, like realizing her always trying to be tough and take care of everything, and and being the Slayer ruined a, re- a normal relationship. You know, going through, like, trying to be a sister, losing her mom, like, all these kind of normal things in the, on top of Glory being around and them not knowing literally jack all about her. Can't really mm-hmm. find any information. Can't really figure out how to, like, kill her. And then, you know, the council comes rolling into town for, like, that test, another test. Well, they're like, we know, we have information on Glory. We just want to make sure that you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. And so they're trying to, like, they're interrogating all of Buffy's friends. They're interrogating Giles, all that, this, that, and the other thing. And then by the end of it, Buffy's like, okay, fuck you. You're going to listen to me. And there's a reason why I've been kicking ass for this long. So you're going to shut up and you're going to listen to me. You're going to give me all the information that you have on her. And then you're going to go the fuck away. Yeah. And that's when they find out that Glory is a god. And you gotta, and that, you know, Dawn's a key and all that kind of stuff. 
Well, I think they know that Don's a keeper. Yeah, don't they? Yeah, because the monks. Yes. Told her that. But they. So. I don't know if they necessarily knew what the key's function was for. Right. So that happens. So Gloria's going around trying to like find out who the key is. She finds out that like the monks made her they didn't know what the monks made her into, made the key into. They don't know yeah. she doesn't know that it's human. But eventually she finds out that it is a person. And they put that person to be watched over by the Slayer. So she knows that it's someone new in the Slayer's life. So Glory's minions are going around trying to search for someone new. Uh, and they see Tara as someone new. They see Spike as someone new. So Glory tortures Tara, like essentially scrambles her brain because that's what Glory does in order to make sure that she stays sane. She will, like, zap yeah. people's brain juice and turns them. That's why there's, like, an uptick in crazy people in Sunnydale is that she is yeah. sucking their brains. She's not, like, meant to be in this dimension. Right. So she's got to do that to, like, keep herself together. And Do they ever explain why the whole Glory, Glory Ben situation? Like, did she have to do that when she was shunned to this dimension to be able to get like a physical form and survive i think so yeah okay but if you didn't know uh ben is glory and glory is ben but there is a special whammy magic juice spell that makes anyone that finds that revelation forget it like immediately so there is a funny (laughs) instance later on in the series in the season where like spike finds out that Ben is Glory, Glory is Ben, and he's trying to explain it to everyone. And they're like, so they're working together? <laughs> like, they're roommates? Like, what? Like they don't get it. And it... <laughs> stoned? Yeah. So it's it's just a running gag with all of the uh, Buffy fans, is that Buffy is Buffy. Ben is Glory, and Glory is Ben. Yeah. I think that's what, like, while they were searching to see, like, who was new, aside for Mushing Tara's poor brain, which we'll get back to that in a minute. Like the arguments and stuff between her and Willow and leading up to that episode or during that episode. Yeah. Sad. But they also find because of the creepy, gross fucking Buffy bot who's like <laughs> doting and taking care of Spike that, oh, the Slayer really cares for Spike. Seems to be really important. Like it must be him. Yes. So Gloria like legit tortures, tortures Spike. They realize it's definitely not him. Mm-hmm. Um, refuses, though, to say, like, you know, if it's them or not. So Buffy shows up at his crypt pretending to be the Buffy bot, mm-hmm. um, tricking him into realizing that, like, they're not. Like, he didn't say anything. Yeah. So despite it being, like, brutally tortured and everything else, like, that he didn't give up any of that kind of information. And I think she realizes, like, oh, shit. He really does care. And he, and he chooses to care. It's not like... Because he doesn't have a soul. Yeah. Like, it's... That, I think, is why I will always ship Buffy Spike. Yeah. Even I mean... Though it's still really creepy in the beginning. Yeah. So, yeah. Buffy bot aside. I'm a Buffy shipper. But any who's all. Um, so, go on about your, your thing about Willow yeah. and Tara. So, you know, obviously over these several seasons, um, Willow's power starts to grow, right? Like, she's basically legit witch at this point. Um, has it already used, like, some pretty heavy magic, getting Angel's soul back, um, the spell that they she had helped Giles with last season to defeat Adam. Mm-hmm. But she has used magic at this up until this point, I think, only, like, one to practice, just to, you know, educate herself, get good at it, and but only, like, heavy spells and stuff. When it was absolutely needed. Yeah. Throughout the season, Tara's starting to notice that she's basically using it all the fuck time. Yeah, like frivolously and whatnot. And Tara has a talk with her like, hey, you're using it too much. I even think like some like Xander and a couple of the other people like, yeah. start to notice too. Just like, hey, this is a problem. And she's like, but it's but it's mm-hmm. not. Like, what's the issue? Kind of. She definitely gets, I think, snarky with really like just about everybody mm-hmm. who brings it up every once in a while and Giles and... 
So they get into like this pretty big argument about it. Mm-hmm. I think they like did a fake makeup. Because I remember there was, I think it was this episode where like, not this episode in particular, but I think the season where like they get into the argument about it. And then she does the memory spell. Uh, that was Memory spells next season. Next season. Yeah. So they right. were yeah, at some right. kind of festival. They had an argument. Tara was alone. That's right. That's where Glory comes up to her, scrambles a brain, like breaks her hand and all that kind of stuff. So this is like your first taste of Evil Willow, Dark Willow. Yeah. So she goes and like essentially like gathers a whole bunch of dark magic stuff to go after Glory. And everyone's trying to like, Buffy's trying to stop her like, what the fuck you doing? Like, you're going to die. But Willow hold her own for a little bit, yeah. and you get the really cool line, I owe you pain. And she's mm-hmm. just, like, sending all these sharp knives and cutting her open and all this kind of stuff. And Glory's like, you think that's going to fucking hurt me? Like, what the hell? Beats her down a little bit. Well, Glory beats Willow down a little bit, but Buffy comes to the rescue and gets her to safety. Willow's pretty pissed that she does. Yes. So. um that happened. <laughs> no, but like I, I think it's it. It was a good way to introduce more so than the little tidbits that have been sprinkled throughout the seasons thus far of like yeah. how powerful Willow actually is. I that she actually did put some kind of dent in yeah glory a little bit. And I just you know I think re rewatching it a couple times I was like how the fuck like watching it like as a teen. Didn't pick up on, like, hardly any of the clues of, like, her using it way too much. Her starting to get snippy mm-hmm. with, like, her basically being, a, starting to become addicted yeah. to magic. Um, rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, yeah, it was, it was pretty blatant. Yeah. <laughs> like, they really didn't try to hide it, like, no. at all. But It's kind of clever, though, like, the way that they did it. Like, it's, it, it made it more believable and it... I think a lot of people can sadly relate to knowing someone that has a, an addiction in some way to something. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, so they, they did a good job with it. I mean, we'll get to the next season, but that one scene kills me every fucking time. Ugh, every goddamn time. Yeah. But, no, yeah, so I just, yeah, rewatching it, though, I'm like, how the fuck did I not pick up on, like, any, like, any of it? But you yeah. said, though, I mean, it does have, like, a really good viewpoint on that scene and then you know towards like really this towards the end of the season Mm -hmm. um you know they start to basically try to come up with like a battle plan i think they know they're starting to know that she has to perform this ritual it's very specific time and date yeah that she has to like get dawn to open up her port her portal to her world to get back there yeah Um, well yeah i guess at this point glory find eventually finds out that um dawn is the key Gets Dawn and, like I said, has to perform the ritual. And you find out, like, Buffy finds out that they need Dawn's blood. Right. And that's why it opens the portal and closes the portal. Right. But it's, like I said, I think their plan, in a nutshell, is basically find out where she has Dawn and where this ritual is going to be performed. And because it has to be done within an extremely specific time frame, basically, like, if we could just stall her. Stall her that's really all we need to do. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, it doesn't say that Glory's going to die or anything after that, so I don't really know what their plan was. <laughs> yeah. Because she it could was still just kill all of them, but, you know, as far as, like, bringing One thing on at a time. Yeah. One thing at a time. Just prevent the ritual from happening. So they basically, so. like, come up with a plan of using... I mean, obviously Spike's been in... Not an official member of the Scooby game, but they're using the fucking shit out of him. Mm-hmm. So they're basically like, you know, hey, you're basically like our one strong fighter. Like, you need to be here. They use Buffy Bot as a distraction. Yeah. So she's a decoy. <laughs> Funny, because, like, Glory Glory decapitates the Buffy Bot. And she's like, oh, my God. The Slayer's a robot? Did everyone know? Did you guys know that the Slayer was a robot? And then <laughs> Xander comes in with the wrecking ball, fucking sends Glory flying through a building. and. They, I like they brought like everyone's powers together. Yeah, so I like, know Buffy. Well, earlier in the season, Willow again to show like 
how strong her power is, but that she doesn't really know what the fuck she's doing sometimes accidentally brings in like a troll <laughs> to the magic shop. So that's where they get the hammer from, right? Oh yeah, that was like a while ago. And it was actually it ended up it was um it was Anya's ex boyfriend. Yeah. That's how she started out um her vengeance demon gig. Right. Where she tur- turned her ex into a troll. So they have the hammer of a troll god, whatever, troll thing. Yeah. So which is, I just loved it too. Where like, they just have it chilling in the magic shop. And they're just like, oh yeah, we have like this hammer that could like, you know, really hurt a god. And Spike's just like, it's heavy as hell though. Good luck. And Buffy's just like, he's like, yeah, of course, whatever. Yeah. So they got like, you know, this hammer that'll at least definitely slow Glory down pretty fucking good. But Willow also, in the meantime, her focus is definitely on Terra. And trying to get her back to being Terra. So she basically comes up with a spell that can almost kind of like reverse, reverse it. it. And again, demonstrating like how fucking powerful that she is. Because that really fucks Glory up. Like yeah. pretty fucking good. Like disorients her because it puts her back into a crazy state. And then Buffy beats the shit out of her until she eventually turns back into Ben. So oh. Ben being human... Is kind of like, okay, I can't fucking do it anymore. And then this is where one of my favorite parts yep. of this episode is uh, Giles kind of going back to his ripper roots. Is like, you know, Buffy's not like you and me. And he suffocates Ben. Knowing that that's the only way, true way. To kill to Glory. To kill Glory. Is, and Buffy just didn't, because he's human, like, she still views him as a human and, and innocent. Like, it's not his fault. That yeah. He's Except tethered vessel. to this god. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, originally, like, once Ben pops up, she's just like, all right, like, you and your fucking crazy sister, whoever, like, couldn't get the fuck out of my town and just, like, never come in. And yeah. Giles is just like, all right, I knew this was going to happen. I'm just going to come in and, like, clean this mess up. Yeah, it was... Because, you know, it's just like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it needed to be done, though. Like, yeah. I, I hate to say it. That needed to be done. And if they had just killed Dawn. <laughs> but also, yeah. Um, but this whole time, that fucking weird freaking guy that I can't remember his the name. guy, yeah. He was finishing the ritual for glory since she was indisposed and spike's job was he was supposed to protect dawn but he ends up battling this fucking guy this guy cuts dawn at the right moment the portal starts opening and before they had gone on this whole little journey mission to kill uh glory buffy was like the monks made her out of me. Her blood is my blood. It's it's Summer's blood. So she kind of realizes, holy shit. I can it'll it can use my blood and she can stay alive because she's my sister. Yeah. And in an earlier episode in this season, Buffy kind of goes out and like does like a meditating kind of slayer ritual. To try to like, in a, a essentially commune with like the first slayer to see if she can gain any kind of knowledge or insight into what's going on with their present situation. And she has a vision of the first slayer, and the first slayer is like, "Death is your gift." Yeah. And Buffy's like, "Death is not a gift. I just lost my mother. Like it's it's anything but a gift." And in the last episode of this season, it's called the gift, and Buffy ends up sacrificing herself so that. Dawn can live and everyone else in the world can live because the portal like all these crazy creatures from other dimensions are starting to come into the world and like I said earlier I mean it stops once Dawn's dead yeah so she closes the portal by lunging herself into the into it yep so her blood closes the portal everything's a-okay but the slayer is dead and everyone like it, when they pan back to everyone reacting and they get onto Spike and he's just like crushed and broken, I cry every time. Well, it's just, you know, he had, he had one job. 
fucked it up. Yeah, not only found out that he was like madly in love with this woman who like really kind of wanted nothing to do with him, but he was fortunate and probably found himself lucky enough to still be serve a purpose in her life. And he had mm-hmm. one job of just to save Dawn. And this little lizard man literally just like shoved him off the fucking like it was no fight. It was just yeah, he did. But it was a huge, really big tower that, yeah. you know, Glorious Minions were building the entire time. So, you know, it sucks. And he counts the days. Ugh, the days and minutes. That, you know, until Buffy eventually comes back next season. Spoilers. Yeah. But, yeah. That was, like, I, that's probably why I love... This whole this is one of my favorite, like I said, one of my favorite seasons because throughout the whole season there's like um, an emphasis on like family and belonging, yeah, and everyone kind of finds their place in a way, and um, kind of like how in Supernatural, like a uh, family don't end in blood, yeah, and everyone realizes like this is all one bug when one big family we're all trying to like protect each other save each other and i think that's kind of like why i love this season like one of the mo- like the most is giles realizes he's still needed yeah um everyone kind of has their like they find their happy moments like like i said with uh xander and anya willow and tara and spike realizes that he loves buffy and he still like you said he finds a way to still be in her life. Yeah. And Buffy's, even though sometimes she has a hard time adjusting to that, like she realizes that he does care about her and her sister and everything. And Buffy and Don realize that they have to look out for each other and they kind of have to grow up a little bit before they should have, you know, and that's hard. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like I said, I mean, I, like all the seasons, it's yeah. just not one of my favorites. But that's that's why they have like in the filler episodes are like I find really funny too. Yeah, oh, I mean, like I said, just with every season I like, with every season there's you know great episodes, but as a whole, mm-hmm. probably wasn't one of my favorites. I started off hating season six, probably one of my favorites. Yeah, I ended up not liking season six and then there are a lot of really good episodes in season six it started off on a rocky started off rocky it was a bit rough a bit rough but you know meh meh (laughs) but But we'll get to that season in the next episode because i feel like there's a lot of good themes in that one yeah um but yeah i think with this one buffy once again realizing like you can you contrast this from like the first season where she didn't want to die for yeah. the world. I mean she eventually was like, you know what, if I'm gonna die, this is what this is how it's gonna have to be. And in this one in this season she is very much okay with it by the end of the season anyway, even though um when Spike was having that little conversation with her of like, in the end you want it. Like yeah. you want to die. And she finally comes to terms with that, but she's okay with it. She doesn't feel like she's giving up. I don't think. I don't th- no, she doesn't feel like she's giving up. She's sacrificing herself for a purpose. That death is my gift. Right. My sister gets to live. Everyone's okay. And I think it's one of those things. Like you're not. I mean, they've scrambled this entire season to figure out how to stop Glory to the point where they're like fuck it i'm just gonna run away like we're just gonna run away with her if all we have to do is like prevent the one coming from this like we're just gonna run which mm-hmm. doesn't work and i mean part of her might have been you said okay with it but kind of like spike said just like i i could just be done i could just be fucking done yeah like i'm doing a good thing i'm sacrificing so everyone can live and on top of that it's gonna end everything that's happening so it's a win-win and i could just be fucking done mm-hmm. like and then no one else was okay with her dying, though. <laughs> no. That was one, well, I think it's one of those things where it's just like, you know, get over it. Yeah. You'll figure out a way to move on, and life goes on. Mm-hmm. No, but I think it's just one thing that, like, I think we'll talk about next season and that Buffy brings up. It's just nobody considers her. Yeah. You know? 
or what she wants. Like everyone's like, I need, I need you. I need you. You need to be here. We can't do this without you. And she's like, fucking Christ, man. Give me a fucking break. Like I was, I was done. I hung up my stakes. I was done. And you fuckers. And I was happy. There was nothing. I didn't have to do anything. Yeah. There's no stress. I didn't have to s- save the world again. And again. And again. And again. And again. And again. So that's, I love on her tombstone. <laughs> she saved the world. A lot. A lot. <laughs> so. But yes. Buffy season five. Good times had by all. Glorificus. It's emotional. It's an emotional season. Yes. Cried several times. Several times. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so give it a watch. It's still on Hulu and I think on Amazon Prime now too. It is. Yes. Cool, cool. Yeah. So give it a watch. Let us know what you think. And next episode we'll be talking about season six when it comes back on UPN. And yeah. So all of our let him I always have a trouble speaking by the time we get to the end of the episode. I don't know why. I'm just tongue tied. We're tired. If you like our vibe, please like and subscribe. Thank you. All of our social media will be linked in the description box down below. And we'll see you in our next episode. Bye. Arg. Arg.